life. I am Crystal Ray, and I am an empowerment coach and life balancing strategist who helps busy working women transform their overworked lives into a blissful work-life balance by elevating their food, feelings, and fitness. If this is something that interests you, then you are in the right place. And I'm so excited to bring experts to you on how to balance your life through food, feelings, and fitness, and why it is important. So stay tuned, and let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of A Blissfully Balanced Life. I'm so excited that you are here because today we have Anya, who's going to share with us her incredible self-love journey and talk with us about what it means to eat healthy. So I'm just going to pass it over to her and have her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. Well, first of all, Crystal, thank you so much for having me here. It's such an honor. I love what you do. I'm happy to be here to talk with you today and share my story. I'm a health and wellness coach for women entrepreneurs. I help women to establish the healthiest habits to thrive in their life, business, and relationships. Um, my story started kind of on a bad note. I was unhealthy the majority of my life. I grew up in Russia where we struggled to put enough food on the table. So the quality of food was not, um, it was questionable, but my mom did her best to provide us what we needed. But when I moved away from home and I moved to Moscow, I started eating pretty unhealthy. I was a vegetarian, but a bad kind of vegetarian who was not, I was eating a lot of junk food, a lot of sugar. I was skipping dinners, eating desserts. I was a smoker for many, many years. And once I moved to the United States, it kind of exploded for me because I was surrounded by all the food and I had a hard time stopping to eat junk foods, to eat snacks. My, my lunch would be a grilled cheese sandwich and my dinner would be something like a bag of cheetahs. So it was pretty bad. I hit the rock bottom back in 2012. And that's when I realized it's time to start exercising. I could not do anything. I could not run a mile. I quit smoking by that, thankfully. <laughs> and I started eating, and that time it was paleo. Basically, I stopped eating sugar. One day, cold turkey. I stopped eating sugar. I stopped eating wheat. Um, I had so much energy. I just remember those days. They were so transformational for me in terms of food. But what happened later, I realized that I also had an unhealthy relationship with myself that kind of led me to the whole story, right? To the story of my life. Um, later, I met my husband who lost 200 pounds by then, by, by the time he met me. That inspired me so much to learn more. And now in retrospective, I see how I was, I just started to take care of myself. I started loving myself more, respect myself more, treat my body with kindness, eat the foods that are good for me, eat real foods because stuff I ate before was not real. And it transformed me and led me a few years later, I started my own business because I had this idea of helping. I started sharing, helping family and friends because they're asking questions. I've had digestion issues. I had acne and so many problems besides from extra pounds. I'm feeling crappy. Uh, so that kind of led me to start my own business and helping people and helping women. And that's what I do now full time. So amazing. There's so many things in that whole story that I just want to like break and pick apart. Oh my goodness. But I really want to talk about something controversial because you brought up smoking and I used to smoke too. And I have this statement in my mind that I have never said out loud to the social medias because I do feel like it's me being very harsh. <laughs> but 
I'm curious your perspective of this because of my opinion on it. And I'm just wondering if you truly love yourself, right? Like if you've really gotten to that place of self-love, do you have the capacity to allow yourself to smoke? Um, the answer, the short answer is no, but I feel like I want to put the comma there and say it depends because I feel like the self-love story, you know, in my case, I quit smoking because someone put a condition on me. My American host family said that you can't live with us. So I was forced to do that. I struggled with it, but the idea of, you know, that didn't come from place of self-love. I did not quit that. I had a condition, right? But when I, once I did, I realized how I was missing out on so much, so much respect, so much um, just feeling the worthiness of my life and my health, right? And the older you get, the more aware you become of this. So I think I would say, no, you can't really, you can't really say I love myself and keep smoking. But you can also have those because it's not, it's not linear, actually, you know, the self-love, it's not just all or nothing. You can start taking steps and kind of taking care of your body. Of course, I can't right now. I feel like I'm judging smokers and I remind myself I was one. Why am I judging, especially in the city? You know, like when I go back to see my parents, everybody smokes. And I just huff and puff and think about how they don't love this out themselves. They should start eating healthier and all those shoots that I try to impose on people and thinking, I was there. I was so hard to quit smoking. I struggled for four years every day, but I took steps and those steps led me to more and more self-respect, self-love, and just learning about myself, how to handle this. Does it make sense? Yes. And I, I really like your perspective on it because like I said, I like to get extreme with it, but <laughs> the reality is that like, I, yes, you can love yourself and smoke cigarettes, right? It's not an all or nothing. There's a lot of grays in it. So 100% agree with what you're saying, but I do just want to reiterate this for anybody who is listening to this, who is a smoker. You just said it, you did it in four years, right? Like that's inspiration and motivation for somebody else to not quit with it. If it's something that you truly want to do, right? You just have to get clear. Do you want to quit smoking or not? So we don't have to stay long on this topic, but because you brought it up, I'm somebody who smoked as well. And I, you know, I did it and I cut, I like quit one day and it's just something that I always like question it in my mind and I'm like, well, if I really loved myself, would I have been smoking? Well, then clearly I didn't love myself, but maybe that's not true, right? Like I, I like go back and forth all the time. Yeah, but I'm so glad you did too, because I feel like that changed your, it changed your life too, I'm sure. Oh, hundred percent. My throat thanks me very much. <laughs> but so let's talk about this whole, like, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> There's so much in what you said. Let's go on the self-love journey because I think the self-love journey really evolves into the eating healthier and, and really taking care of yourself. So how did you start your self-love journey, right? Like what was it like in the beginning? And what does that even mean, a self-love um, journey? That's a deep question. <laughs> Please stop me when you feel like it. <laughs> I can go on, on, on and on about it. So honestly, I had a bad breakup. And one of those things that was a really, really good indicator for me, how um, I didn't respect myself. So the person basically left me by saying, you know, just like, it was ugly. It was one of those things you don't expect at all. Out of nowhere with a very good person and what I thought was decent relationship. And I realized after crying for a couple of weeks, I was away from, I was out of the country and I spent a lot of time alone realizing, looking back through my old relationships and trying to, and the common thing was me, of course. <laughs> and I tried to realize what trauma and what things from my past led me to disrespecting myself or allowing someone to, 
you know, for me to be a doormat or not not getting something from a relationship that I think I deserve or not being with someone who deserves who deserves me all the it's kind of wrong to say that. But um, I realized that I did not have um, self-respect. I did not allow myself to be who I wanted to be. And at some point, I just decided that I actually wanted to be a runner. I started training like a mad person for half marathon. I ran in three months. And then it enabled me to do more and be capable of. I almost started taking those small breaths of air, allowing myself those pieces of me that recovered, suppressed, whether childhood trauma or relationships or something that I didn't work through as a teenager. I just allowed them to uncover. I ate a lot of fruit that time, which was another my sugar cravings were satisfied, but I was transforming my body and my mind. And that kind of led me, it, it was a long journey and I'm still working through certain things. I'm sure you know it. It's not just one day thing to recover from something. And I realized that those pieces just allowed me to be and do and feel so much more than just fit in a certain paradigm, right? The fit in a certain frame in society, fit in the little cell in society where I thought my role was. Does that make sense? So just uh, being, being more and enabling myself to learn more and allow myself be myself, be, be just the way I want it to be. And for me, it came for some reason with food and fitness. And that's something I struggled with body image issues as a child, as a teenager for a long time. I started looking into those, analyzing. I had no therapist. Right now, I feel like I should have had a therapist that time. <laughs> it was a good time for one. And I didn't work with anyone. Just I spent a lot of time alone, reflecting, journaling, crying sometimes, and just allowing myself to develop this healthier relationship with myself. But um, meeting the guy who, who was a leader, I realized like the dream person I could possibly meet was a good sign for me too, because I, I still work through those things, right? I still have, everybody has issues and challenges, but um, it was amazing how my life just unraveled differently once I worked through those things, the major blocks that I had to work through. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so let's talk about how did you use fitness and food? to help you with loving yourself, right? Like how did you allow those things to allow you to be yourself? Um, as a perfectionist in the past, and that's what I struggled a lot with, that's all the kind of issues with food that Realize came from. I just started doing things that I thought I could be good at and I always dreamed of, but then never allowed myself to do, like running. I would faint after a mile since I was eight, I was six or seven. I would faint after a mile, physically pass out. <laughs> and I, would ne I could never do that. And once I started running, I probably was had a little bit of aggression from the breakup or hurt that I had to put somewhere. So I started going to the gym every day, maybe five days a week and running two, three miles. And then I could run more and I felt empowered and I would run more and I would fill myself with foods that made me feel good. And I've had so much energy. First of all, I had so much energy. I couldn't sleep for longer than four hours for the first month once I switched my diet. I was like an energizer bunny. I was crazy. Oh my <laughs> goodness. It was so fun right now. I'm thinking about it. It was so, such a dramatic change. And that kind of enlightened me and empowered me to think about what else can I do? How would I do this? How would I sign up for a half marathon? Scary, I'll do that, okay. Next one, now I'm ready for us. And it was life-changing to run my first marathon. I think I was crying for a long time. I was so happy, it was amazing. Right now I'm looking at it, I was beating my body pretty hard, but um, 
it was good. It was good and it led me to do more, to learn more. I got into research, I started researching everything about food and helping people to understand how food can heal you, can empower you, can make you healthier, leaner, happier. And of course that kind of went together with body image issues and confidence, building confidence from scratch because I had none at that time. Uh, that, that helped. So it's kind of, it's a tricky question and I didn't answer it straight, <laughs> the most straightforward manner. No, it's all good. So congratulations on the marathon, of course. That's so exciting and so inspiring and motivating. So when you started doing your research, what did you really start to figure out when it came to foods and what foods were the ones that you started to focus on? Wholesome foods, real foods, and of course, there are different different definitions. As a nutrition coach, now as a health coach, I understand there can be so many. There's the palate and the whole slew of things we we can dive into. But just the foods that you can grow. I I was a vegetarian, and I started my body started craving protein and craving meat, and I switched from being a vegetarian to eating meat that time after ten years of being vegetarian. I was tricky and interesting um, but that helped my body heal I was anemic my blood pressure was 145 over 85 so just learning how to nourish my body and be a little bit more intuitive don't eat what you don't like eat what you like sugar made me crazy and you know make me break out and digestion issues gluten I was sensitive to gluten I don't have celiac but I am definitely sensitive um, certain foods just figuring them out and what what's good for me I, as a Russian person, I always ate dairy for my entire life. And I'm not, I don't do well with a lot of dairy. Like my mom would feed me the amounts. And I learned that at a ripe age of 20 something. So those things that I just started experimenting more, cooking more, um, researching more about what's good for me, where the vitamins and minerals and what's gut health and what's, why we need probiotics, all those wonderful things that I share with my clients now. Yes. And so for anybody who's unsure of what it's like to experiment and look for reactions, how are some things that you experience that let you know, like, oh, I'm gluten sensitive. Oh, I have a dairy issue. Like what were the physical symptoms that were happening in your body? So, you know, I'm a true believer that we actually don't pay attention. We are out of tune with our bodies until we start becoming in tune with our bodies, right? So I would skip those symptoms like bloating and then digestion and acne. I had acne all over my chin for a very long time. Nothing would help. Um, So those things, just feeling groggy. I had no energy for the majority of my 20s. I had no energy in the afternoon. And I don't have that issue anymore. Just realizing how um, my insulin levels are affected by eating much, many more carbs than I should have. I'm not saying the carbs are bad. That's a caveat. <laughs> They're good, but the good carbs, right? So learning how to pay attention, how if your skin breaks out, if your if your brain is foggy, if you have indigestion, if you have gas, if you have any 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 symptoms that are not natural. And energy for me was one of them. Was a major issue too. Because I real learned that it's not normal not to have energy in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like not normal to be reaching for two, three, four, five, six, ten cups of coffee. Yeah. Like we need to rethink that, guys. If anyone if any of you are experiencing that, that's a really big wake-up call of, oh my goodness, how am I actually feeling? What needs to change? Yeah, and I think it's that came right now. I'm tying it all together. You know how the time passes. You kind of look back and think, so what was I doing that? And I think I was just looking for the different 
sort of comfort, not coffee, not cigarettes, not sugar, not junk food. I was looking for finally balancing myself and finding comfort with just being me, eating what I like, eating with my body. I create vegetables. I say it to my clients, they look at me like, are you crazy? Especially when they start working with me, they just don't understand the concept. And then I get messages later saying, huh, I'm creating broccoli. I'm all right, all right, I'm doing my job. So you just get in tune with your body. You know, I don't like to eat a lot of meat. I like eating certain amounts of meat or a specific quality of foods that I like eating that I feel like I should indulge because I deserve it. I hope that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And so with your clients and with yourself, how do you walk them through like intense cravings and how do you help them with the initial change? Because I know from experience and also like from, you know, certifications, whatever, we have our gut microbiome. And if we have a lot of bad bugs in them, we might now be craving some of the foods that, we, you know, we get caught in the cycle of we eat foods that don't make us feel great. Then we have the bad bugs in our stomach and then the bad bugs are craving those foods really intensely. So then we give in and then we have them and, you know, we get caught in a loop. I actually, I think the first step I don't even go into gut microbiome because I feel like some people, especially very, very beginning clients, I don't overwhelm them. I try to make it super simple. I work with busy, busy women who are overwhelmed running their own businesses. Sometimes they don't want the knowledge from me. They just want to tell me what to do. And I often just ask them to separate the emotional issue because it's often the emotional unless it's physical. I ask them to separate the emotional issue from the craving and deal with them separately. But if it's just the cravings, I usually recommend just a simple trick to eat something fatty. Like if you can tolerate dairy or you can tolerate some fattier snack like macadamia nuts because most cravings for people are usually sugar and fat, right? If you get some healthy fats in your body, many, many people under eat it eating some avocado with sea salt or eating something that is nourishing has is nutrient dense and it's going to trick your brain because your brain likes to eat healthy fat just we don't know it much <laughs> i love that those are really good tips and i know yeah they work they totally work yeah and i'm sure you you do um you do recommend to your clients to eat healthier fats and foods that are full of nutrients and rich rich in vitamins and minerals too. Yeah. A lot of times I'll tell them to like replace the craving in a sense, like not like fully replace it. I mean, like, like you said before, first look and fully see what is the craving about? Yeah. Is this something emotional? Like what's really going on there? And then sit there and be like, okay, well, is it going to be more emotional to resist it? or more emotional to have it and just enjoy it. Okay. Well, if you want to have it, then just have it fine. Yeah, and yeah. like fully enjoy it. And you know, like every single bite you're doing a dance because it feels so good. But then if possible, if you're craving chocolate, well, maybe we have chocolate hummus. So you're still getting a pro like, you know, like you're still getting a protein and you're getting chocolate and maybe you're making it or let's find you an alternative. So you can still get the crunchiness, right? Like, let's say you really want chips. Okay. Well, what if we got sweet potato chips, yeah. you know, like, or, or black bean chips or something that's still comparable, but it's not a Dorito. Yeah. And I think we're lucky because when I started, it was 2012 and I lived in the rural New York that time. I did not have access to those wonderful whole food stores, any health food stores. And right now we have so many great brands that are clean, you can find a replacement to any of your foods. If you can't part with your bread, 
you can find a good replacement. And I feel fortunate that we have this ability right now. We don't have to come up with those crazy concoctions I did back then. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money to recreate our favorite foods. They're out there right now. 100%. That's such a good point. They are there. This is the best time to be gluten-free, dairy-free, <laughs> like all that stuff, literally. Yeah. So talk to us more about what you do with clients. So I know you said you work with busy women, entrepreneurs, right? Busy working women. Yes. Um, most of my clients are women entrepreneurs. I work online. And I do have some local clients. Sometimes people try to find me locally. I do a lot of one-on-one work. Um, I do some free coaching in my Facebook group. I plan on doing some group coaching next year. And I'm starting, I've started doing that in my online magazine and I've released one online course actually about self-love a couple of months ago. So that's the majority of my work. I got into corporate wellness absolutely accidentally last month and I liked it so that I might be adding a dimension to my business. I will think about that. Oh my goodness, so fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. So is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with us today? I wanted to say that I was thinking just before the, this interview, this podcast, that we can't really give people, you know, the quote probably heard about it. You, we can't give people what we don't have. And I was thinking we're getting into this holiday season and just cultivating a little bit more self-love, a little bit more better relationship with your vegetables. <laughs> I call it, you can't really have a relationship with your veggies, but you know what, you know what I'm saying. Um, but just thinking about it in terms of how you can help your body to get through, for some reason, I know in the bigger city, it's stressful to be during the holiday season, just setting some time aside to cultivate more acceptance, to cultivate more understanding, to look into journaling if you have to. I'm actually struggling with journaling. I'll have questions for you. Um, but uh, just look into with some appreciation and understand that unless you cultivate the feeling and recalibrate your self-love compass or what I call it it's pretty hard to be completely healthy and happy and fulfilled in your life so at some point in your life you will have to do that work to a certain degree so that's that's what I wanted to add oh I love that and it's so true at some point you're gonna have to do the work and like we're going to keep seeing the things that we're not working through. They're going to keep being yeah. repeated and you're going to keep encountering it. And so it's like, like you'd said before, which I love, you took yourself and you're like, well, what's the common equation? Like, what's the common denominator in all of this? Well, it's me and these relationships. So what about me is attracting this, right? Like, what about me is allowing this to happen? And then you, you really did the self-work. And so that's just something that is really important for everyone to understand that if something is being happening to you over and over and over again, that's something to look at. It's something to explore. It's something to dive into. And the coolest thing is like, and you can totally talk about this. Once you dive in and you explore, you like defeat all the fears and you like debunk everything and you let the feelings come up and then nothing's hidden and then you're not triggered. And then like you can move on and past it and your life changes. It's very liberating and free. And I usually say it's, if it's happening to you many times, it's usually happening for you and it's not to you because yeah. that's, that's a sign for you to take a step forward. Such a good clarification. So if anybody was looking to stay connected with you, where can they find you? They can find me online. I have a handle on Instagram, Anya.Perry. I think you can find me on Facebook too. I'm Anya Perry, wellness and health and wellness coach for women, women entrepreneurs. And my Facebook, of course. 
tanyaperry.com. I will post all of these links though down below so you can see them all and definitely reconnect and check her out. But is there anything else? Thank you so much for inviting me. I love work collaborating with you and we've had quite a few fun projects lately. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for joining. I'm so excited you were able to join. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved this episode. If yes, I would appreciate it if you could share this episode with a friend and if you could leave a review on my podcast. All links are going to be in the show notes and definitely feel free to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll talk to you soon.